السلام علیکم جمیع ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ ٹوڈے دا سیکنڈ آف سپٹمبر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ ٹوینٹی ون اینڈ دا ٹوینٹی فورتھ آف محرم دا نائٹ آف دا مارٹرڈم ٹمارو از دا مارٹرڈم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد So as you know dear brothers and sisters that yesterday we were discussing one part from Risalat al-Hukuq the Treaties of Rights It's a book by uh, Imam Sajjad alayhi salatu wasalam It's a book which has compiled the sayings of Imam Sajjad alayhi salatu wasalam And where in that book You see the rights as I was saying yesterday Islam is a system It's a system that is for the life It's not for the trees It's not for the wood It's not for the books It's not for the building Islam is a, gives us a lifestyle that we should follow It is essential for us to follow that lifestyle Because our purpose of creation When we are created then We have a purpose The, the way that we have a purpose to pray, the way there is a purpose for the majalis, the way there is a purpose for azadari, we have a purpose in our life. And when we live that life according to how we are supposed to live it, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us to live it, He gives us the Holy Quran and He gives us the Ahlul Bayt alayhi salatu wasalam. And in the hadith, as you know, the Prophet, the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad wa ajjil fajr As you know, the Holy Prophet, he leaves behind two things, the Quran and the Ahlul Bayt And it is our responsibility that we look into the Quran, we read the Quran Yesterday I was emphasizing that we should understand what we are reading Rather than we just, you know, just read through it or skim through it like it's you know a burden upon our shoulders it's not a burden rather we should feel blessed that we are on the path of Ahlul Bayt we're the followers of Ahlul Bayt who give us a life to live by they teach us how to live our life and each of this hadith be it Imam Sajjad be it Imam Al-Baqir be it Imam Ali, Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein any member of the Ahlul Bayt the wisdom, what they speak is wisdom what they do is wisdom the life they live is filled with wisdom they're walking, they're talking the each and every aspect of their daily life is wisdom and that's why it's important that we take the Quran and the Ahlul Bayt the saying of Ahlul Bayt and implement them into our life So, as you know, yesterday we talked about one aspect, inshallah we'll talk about another aspect, another right, the right of the one who seeks, to be who seeks counsel, meaning the one who seeks advice. Inshallah we'll go forward in a few moments and discuss that. But before that, we see that in the battle of Karbala, Imam Hussain alayhi salatu wasalam, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. We see Imam Hussain Islam when he leaves Medina, he doesn't leave alone. He takes his sister, he takes his brother, he takes his children, he takes his companions. And 
There are some individuals that Imam, when he gets to Karbala, he writes letters to them to invite them towards Imam Hussein to come and join him in the stance against the batil, against the injustice, against the oppressor, against the Yazid. Yazid, we, we think of him as an individual. Yazid, 1400 years ago, he fought with Imam Hussein. But we should look at Yazid as an ideology. And similarly, we shouldn't look at Imam Hussein just as an individual. The Imam Hussein he leaves an ideology behind for us to follow. And we see that even today, there is the followers of Yazid who are the ones who are attacking Imam Hussein's followers. You see them in the prayer, they come in the Salatul Jum'ah and they blow the whole masjid up. These are the followers of Yazid. But when we see the followers of Imam Hussein Recently, I was just watching a video, a clip from Pakistan where the, you know, the procession of Imam Hussein, it is going. And you know, the followers of Yazid, they're taking rock and they're taking bricks and they're throwing it at the procession. But when we see that these followers of Imam Hussein, they don't get scared by bricks being thrown at them. Imam Hussein, he had arrows and spears and swords being fought against him. When we see the followers of Imam Hussein, Bricks are being thrown at them, but they don't just, you know, back up and go away and run away. But rather they go and show that you can throw all the bricks that you want. You can throw all the rocks that you want. You can do whatever you want. But the remembrance of Imam Hussein it will never end until the day of judgment. Even on the day of judgment, we will be remembering Imam Hussein Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. So as I was mentioning, Imam Hussain he takes his whole family. That is something that we should reflect upon that Imam Hussain didn't go himself, he took his family. So when we look at Karbala, we see there is a role model for everybody. We see from the youngest six-month-old child, Hazrat Ali Akbar, Hazrat Six months old, and we see Habib ibn Malahir, who is above his 80s, in his 90s. He's very old. So we see that the, from the beginning, Imam Hussein he takes everybody for sacrificing his family, his companions for the truth, for the justice, in order to preserve the principles and the true values of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. For some people, you know, especially nowadays, you see people making videos, oh, this was a political event that, oh, two princes, they wanted to fight over the throne. If this was such, then why would Imam Hussein take his family? Why would he take his four-year-old daughter, Bibi Sakina, salamu alayha? Why would he take his sister, Sayyidah Zainab, salamu alayha? So when we see that Imam Hussein, he puts forth everything that he has at stake, or to save Al-Islam, the true Islam, not the Islam that Yazid, you know, was propagating that, oh, he is the Khalifa and he can do whatever he wants. Even today, there are some people who say that whoever is Khalifa to Muslimin, you see in the Prince of Saudi Arabia, whatever he's doing, it's all right. And when you see like, you know, 10 years ago, the same, the women that were not allowed to drive today, they're driving. And the meaning that... They don't look at the true values of Islam and whatever who is the Khalifat al-Muslimin according into their eyes, whatever he is doing, even if it goes against the true values of Islam, it is in, uh, you know, obligatory for them to follow. But for us, we don't look at it that way because the Khalifa and the Imams that we have, 
they're not elected by you know one two three four five people whoever are there they're they're selected and they're sent to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when we see Imam Hussein al-Islam he takes his whole family just to Karbala just mo moment of fear to pause and look that when Imam Hussein al-Islam when he brings his whole family to Karbala that's a lesson for us that when we come to the remembrance of Aba Abdullah Hussein we shouldn't come alone we should bring our family we should bring our children we should bring everybody in our household because this is the remembrance that we live by it's not that if I am here there is a remembrance of Imam Hussein and when I leave there won't be any more remembrance and it's going to all finish it's not like that our life is the remembrance of Aba Abdullah Hussein and when we you know recite the uh, we recite the poems of Aba Abdullah we remember the tragedy of Aba Abdullah we should take lessons from it. We cry, yes, that's good, you get reward for crying. But when we look into the Masaib of Aba Abdullah, we see that the true courage that Imam Hussein and his uh, family had. He took his whole family and when we see that they're little children, you know, trying to, you know, they're playing there. They don't understand uh, what's going on there. But they're just, their, you know, presence in the majlis, that's a sign for you that today the child that is playing Tomorrow he's going to come and be sitting in the majlis and be learning from the majlis. And the day after that he will be bringing his own children. So when you see that somebody is, you know, trying to make that child quiet. Or somebody, you know, trying to kick him out of the hall. Or trying to do anything like that. Yes, I, I understand, you know, there needs to be concentration. But today the children that you are pushing outside, that you uh, yell at to get outside of the hall and play outside. Yes, you, you can have them either play outside or have them bring them, sit them next to you and have them listen to the majlis. Maybe they don't understand uh, what's going on or what the mulana is saying. But when they sit down and you know when you are practicing having that child sit down there, even though he might be you know, like uh, running around or like just playing, sitting there. When he sits down, the day tomorrow he's going to be, he's going to be sitting at the same place with his child. So when you see somebody trying to, you know, take the children away or push the children away, a few weeks ago when the Mulana was here, he was saying that today we don't see the youth here. So yesterday the youth, the children that you were pushing out, the kicking out, and you don't see them today, now you're worried. So it is our responsibility that the children or the youth that we see here today, we don't push them out, but rather we hold programs. We have, you know, programs which we invite the youth to come in, invite the children, have you have the children, you know, uh, be part of the program. Rather than pushing them out, bring them into the masjid. Bring them into the prayers. Bring them into the majlis. Even though they might not understand, but tomorrow you're not going to be worried that, oh, why don't I see children in the masjid? So it's important yet that you do that. You see Imam Hussein al-Islam, he brought his whole family. And why, can, why can't we bring our whole family to the majlis? Why don't we bring our whole uh, family to the uh, masjid? So and continue on from yesterday, from Rasalat al-Hukuk, some advice of Imam Sajjad alayhi salatu wassalam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. As I was saying that, you know, we can remember the tragedy of Aba Abdullah, but we have to look at the hadith of Aba Abdullah. We look at the hadith of Imam Sajjad alayhi salatu wassalam. We look at their teachings, we look at their sayings, we look at how they act, how they behave. And based on that, 
we should try to you know take what they uh, what they say in the hadith the actions that they do and apply them into our life so imam sajjad we see that he is advising us and telling us what is the right of the one who seeks advice seeking counsel so the right of the person who asks you for advice is that if you consider that he has a correct opinion you should advise him that he should act upon his opinion or the idea that he has for example if somebody comes to ask for you uh, ask to you that i have to go to manhattan which train should i take according i think i should take the e train to get to manhattan and if you think that advice that you know the suggestion that he is giving is correct you say yes that's the train that's going to take you from here to manhattan and similarly in another situation sometimes we see you know the tabarak being given out sometimes you know uh, they're not halal you can see everywhere that there you know some have uh, halal and some of them like you know some of the chips that are not halal they're also being given out and you know the proper way to address that would be now you don't go and you know shout at the person that what are you giving what is this but rather you should you know take uh, go to them and slightly like brother or sister you know the chips that you are giving out or the food that you are giving out or this what is you're giving out is not permissible because in islam it is highly important that we concentrate on the risk that we have the halal food that we have in the battle of karbala in uh, the field of karbala imam hussein alayhi salatu wasalam when he's giving his uh, the khutbah his sermon he goes forth to the enemies and he is saying that you have consumed so much of uh, haram risk that you cannot hear me. The people standing against Imam Hussein salam exactly knew who Imam Hussein salam was. It's not like that, you know, they got somebody from like uh, all the way from around the world and bring him to fight this guy they don't even know. So these are the people who actually know that this is Imam Hussein salam. This is a grandson of Rasulullah Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. And then exactly knew who he was, but they had consumed so much haram that they did not recognize the ma- they did not have the ma'rifat of Imam Hussein alayhi salatu wasalam. And when we look at the history of Karbala, we see so many lessons that we can understand and learn. And the Imam goes on uh, in the hadith, he says that if you do not consider his advice, what he is giving you, with the advice that he asks you from is correct you direct him to the right source. So if you don't know if he is saying, you know, uh, it's the proper information, you direct him that if he's asking for medical advice, if you think that medical advice is correct, you tell him, yes, that's the correct. But if you don't know, you tell him, oh, there's a doctor, go and see that doctor, go and see that mujtahid, go and see that scholar, go and see that alim to understand uh, what the concept he is asking about. And as you know, it's almost time for salat. And just a few words for the Masaib. Tonight is the martyrdom night of Imam Sajjad salam. And, and we have to, you know, understand that the Masaib of Imam Sajjad and the Masaib of the Ahlul Bayt salam, they're filled with grief. And there was a visitor who came to Imam Sajjad salam. He comes to Imam Sajjad. He asked, what was the most uh, tragic part of the event of Karbala? 
Imam Sajjad alayhi salam, he says three times, Asham, Asham, Asham. Allah la'natullahi ala qawmi al-zalimin, wa sayyalamu al-lazina zalamu wa ayyamu al-qalabin yankalimun. Rabbana taqabbal lillah, innaka anta s-sameekun alimin. Let us decide five times Amma Yudhir for the people who are sick, in distress, in need of our prayers. And those who have going through uh, the COVID situation, those who are injured, those who need our pra- prayers. Let us recite five times Amma Yujib. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Amma Yujibul Mutarraiza Da'ahu Yakshifusu. Amma Yujibul Mutarraiza Da'ahu Yakshifusu. Amma Yujibul Mutarraiza Da'ahu Yakshifusu. Amman yujibul mutarraiza da'ahu wa yakshifu al-suh Allahumma ashfikun lamaheed Bihakkima sajjada alayhi salatu wa salam Salawat